And welcome everybody, you are listening to the Bleeding Big Blue Podcast on this Thursday, July 9th, 2020, in this heck of a year that we've had, Alex Skybridge Project back again. Yesterday we had the Madden Simulation stream where the Giants lost to the Washington Redskins 31-10. Personally, I don't believe that would actually happen, but this is just a simulation off of downloaded rosters. Also, I'm going to caution you before we get to another topic that the interview with Curtis Grant... It's there, but the connection is a little spotty, and I did some audio editing with it, so you guys could hear the best of the interview, which took about possibly 10 minutes, so I'm probably going to have to fill the episode with some other topics, and I'm going to do that right now. Today, the NFL has announced that post-game interactions are not to be allowed, and they are prohibited. That means that players cannot swap jerseys, and they also have to stay six feet apart from each other. When they're shaking hands or saying goodbye, usually at the end of the game, when the clock winds down and the players and the coaches come on the field, they swap their jerseys and they also shake hands and say good game, basically. But the NFL is not going to allow that. So it's going to be interesting this year. And what's also interesting is, obviously, I discussed Tuesday about this 35% salary withhold from players. That's not going to end well. That's going to end worse than the MLB because you have a lot of divas in the NFL like Michael Thomas and OBJ who want their money badly. And if they don't get their money, they're going to be pretty pissed off and they're going to spark a movement throughout the NFL. And also with these COVID restrictions, oh, you can't shake hands now. But also something else came out today. This is according to an Instagram page, but also sources back that up. It says that... Coaches and players won't be required to wear masks on the sideline. Everyone else on the bench, though, has to wear a mask. Anyone with bench access will be screened before entering the stadium. Anyone who records a temperature at or above 100.4 degrees or may have been exposed won't be allowed to enter the stadium on game day. That's per Ian Rappaport, and I got that from JBA Football, though, but of course it's true. And about that six feet not swapping jerseys thing... Players are still going to do it, possibly, and the NFL will just make more money by finding them. And it's going to be even worse because, obviously, you set that restriction for safety. Everybody knows that. But when you're talking in the respect of finding them after and they're not getting 35% of their salary, I mean, personally, I don't think that the NFLPA is going to sign off on that only because they're playing 16 games and you're expected to have at least maybe a limited capacity in the stadium. Like the Chiefs announced, like the Browns announced, like the Ravens announced. And that's going to be interesting, as I said so many times. But the NFL would make itself look like more of a clown show if they took away 35% of the salaries and fined the players because they were not social distancing six feet. But I could still see that they go out there in masks and still swap jerseys. I know Dwayne Haskins still said that he was going to do that, but that's going to be tough in my opinion, not because of the restrictions and the fines, but also his coach is Ron Rivera, and Ron Rivera is no nonsense. And many Giants fans saw that because there was this one Giants fan, I don't know who it was, a couple people actually posted a video before Ron Rivera was hired as the Washington head coach. They were down in the game, and basically he said, lift your effing heads up, and it was a really emotional angry speech that he said it was more energetic to lift them up and basically a point that they were still in the game but by his tone and his attitude he was no nonsense 
And that is very believable. And in my opinion, if Cam was still with the Panthers, he would complain possibly about being benched and maybe a quarterback or Will Greer or Teddy Bridgewater, if they even signed him and kept Newton, which wouldn't make any sense. But let's just say somebody started over him and Newton didn't have an injury, he was being benched. He would complain and babyface Matt Rule would have to put up with it. I don't think that he has any grounds other than head coach to basically say, hey, stop it, because he's a college coach. He's not an NFL coach. And also another announcement, the throwback Thursday I did last week, which was the Chiefs-Giants game, I'm going to be doing that every two weeks. Not every week, but every two weeks. I might factor in some commentary also from my past demanded simulations and pick out the important highlights and commentate on it. But... The Madden Simulation commentary, keep voting on that. That's a poll. That means essentially that I would do that live if most people say yes. I would do the commentary live from my PS4 and put the microphone on. But I would also do the post-game commentary a little bit and picking out like the highlights from the simulation like I did with the Rams game. So keep voting on that Twitter poll. I also have the... Two, three, four, and five spots for the top five New York Giants players heading into 2020 voted by you guys. I'm going to look at the votes again, and then I'm going to say who's second, who's third, who's fourth, who's fifth. Looks like Daniel Jones is second because he lost to Saquon Barkley, who was number one. So without further ado, let's go to the Curtis Grant interview. I'm going to caution you guys already, as I did in the beginning. He was in his truck. That's his occupation, and the Wi-Fi was a little bit spotty, his data, I guess. I'm not going to totally blame it on him, because he was doing his job. It was nice enough for him to join us and give us some of his thoughts with the questions I asked him. So here it is, the interview with Curtis Grant. All right, so now we are on with former Giants linebacker Curtis Grant. Curtis, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, too. First question on the board. I've noticed you've been a free agent for about two years now. Have you still got faith in football, and are you still chasing your dream, or have you given up on that? Uh, uh, not more. Uh, I put my knee out, and um, I'm just living day by day, brother, trying to uh, figure out different, find a, trying to find a different way of life right now at this moment. Good, good. What have you been doing for occupational purposes in the time being? Uh, Just been uh, driving a truck right now, starting my own trucking company, trying to build that from the uh, ground up, and that's about it. Nice, nice. Now, growing up in Virginia, who was your inspiration for football? Favorite player? Did you have somebody you admired? Very cool, very cool. You've been under a lot of head coaches. You were under Urban Meyer at Ohio State, and going to the NFL, you were on a couple of practice squads. You were 
with Mike McCoy with the Chargers, Dan Quinn with the Falcons, Mike Malarkey with the Titans, Jack Del Rio with the Raiders, Chip Kelly with the Eagles, and then finally when you got your chance to be on an active roster, Ben McAdoo with the Giants. Who's your favorite head coach to be under, if you have one? Malarkey. Uh, yeah, Mike Malarkey. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably my two favorites. Sure. Now, obviously, there's players that really bounce, bounce from team to team, whether you're in a long-term or a short-term case. And once those players retire, they set their favoritism towards one certain team. Do you have favoritism towards one certain team? Are you a fan of one certain team? Well, I've always been a, a Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Baltimore because of Ray Lewis and Pittsburgh because I grew up in a Pittsburgh household. So I know it's kind of hard to like two rivals, but I'm a defensive guy. And ever since I've been young, uh, as a young kid, you know, I've known to have two of the best defenses. So, sound bad, but those, I got two favorite squads, even though they're rivals. <laughs> Very peculiar, but it's not the first time I've heard something like that. Yeah, not at all. It's kind of like having, a, you know, two sons that, you know, play in the same division every year. So, you got group for one, or you just don't group for either one, you know? Now, after... Many injuries to the Giants linebacker core in 2017, you got to step in. A lot of veterans on that defense, whether you guys played good or bad football, there was a lot of veterans on that defense. Was Jonathan Casillas a vocal leader when it came to the linebacking core and especially on the team? Was he that guy that lifted you guys up when you were down? Yeah, JC was a good, cool guy, man. He, he stepped into that leadership role and always tried to simplify stuff and explain things so we could better better understand it and you know he was always there just you know because he was a free agent uh, he didn't take the stuff lightly you know it's kind of more so like now a lot of your teammates in 2017 in that locker room were not very happy with coach Ben McAdoo they were saying that he lost the locker room after finding DRC and Jack Ravage Norris Jenkins for no reason and that it was a crazy fiasco for the horrible season now did you feel that way about Ben McAdoo or did you just say you know what I'm gonna ignore it and just play my good football that's it I mean what he had to do didn't affect me for real <laughs> I mean cause I really at that time I really want to know I really had to had no communications with him you know what I'm saying so uh, he was always on the offensive side of the ball and I had to I did a lot more talking with the defense and special teams coaches. So whatever happened between them, that was between them. But all I could do was control myself and make sure I was in the right situation. Now, going on to the present NFL season, what do you think of the NFL's plan to possibly only provide 65% of the players' salaries and withhold that other 35% for the cost for the NFL season, even though they're playing a full 16 games and some fans will be in the stadium? What do you think of that? And also... Given the coronavirus risk, would you opt out of 2020 if you were given an opt-out option? Well, if you ain't going to pay me my full salary, I'm not going. I'll tell you that now. Just because NFL is a business, 
if we gonna if it's gonna stay a business, we gonna keep it a business. You know. So if I'm a big name player and you know, at that point I'm, I'm not I, me. I'm just not playing. See, we doing it or we not? You know what I mean? And I'm not gonna have. Well, I'm not gonna play 16 games for 65 percent of my salary. Now, going back to the 2017 season, how painful was it getting carted off on Thanksgiving versus the Redskins? And are you still having problems with that injury, or you rehabbed it? Uh, I rehabbed, but uh, I, I still can't run full speed. Uh, I still don't have the same explosion that I had before. So now it's kind of like, you know, I do a lot of stretching to, to keep it from stiffening up. There's still a lot of aches and pains. Um, I don't know why, but I guess it's just because of the, the type of injury that I had. A lot of people come back from it, but I just didn't never recover. Now, follow-up question going back to the NFL part with the 65% of the salaries. With that concern and with all the big-name, big-mouth players and also the COVID-19 risk possibly coming back in the fall, do you think there will be a season or at least half a season? Uh, I don't know, man. I hope it's, I hope it's a season. Because I like football. But at the same time, I know COVID's real. But at the same time, I, I just don't know how, how serious it is because of the stuff they put on TV. You understand what I'm, yeah. understand what I'm saying? Never, we never really know all the facts because we're not, we're not behind the scenes. We only know what somebody shows us. Very understandable. Now, what do you want NFL fans to mainly know about you? And do you have any stories to share from your career, even going back to college? Uh, me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cool, outgoing, goofy guy. Just wanting to see everybody do good and have a good time and enjoy what they do. Um, I think probably the best time I had playing football is really... I enjoyed the NFL, but my best times was really college and high school because it was more so. It was more. It was. It was way more fun to go out there with with the guys and when the money wasn't involved. Man, don't get me wrong. The money was good, but it was just a lot more fun when you know all you guys are fighting to go make it to the NFL. You know. Well. I'm going to leave you to your truck driving. Thank you for joining us, and it was really a pleasure to have you on, Curtis. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You have a great rest of the day. So that was the interview with former Giants linebacker Curtis Grant. If you guys don't know who he is, you could research him. He went to Ohio State, was an undrafted free agent from 2015, and the Giants signed him in 2017. That was the first time he got an NFL experience on an active roster until he had a knee injury and was carted off the field against the Redskins. He got some main time in there when Jonathan Casillas was injured. He also got some special teams duties as well. But he's really not a known player that the Giants would remember. He's really more of a forgotten Giant. And he was one of those guys that the Giants really signed off the street when they were having all types of issues on their defense and offense with injuries. He came off the practice squad and got in for a couple games and then got a knee injury and was carted off the field and went on IR. And that was the last time he actually played in the NFL on a practice squad or even in the regular season. So that's something interesting to note as well. 
Also, before we cut the end of the episode, I will have my highlight reels, the bangles and the bills up, probably later today, probably after this podcast episode, because I'm doing this early, it's 3.18 right now, and I usually don't get this stuff done until probably late, late at night, and... Also to note, I'm having another Bengals stream tomorrow, the tomorrow's against the Eagles, and then Sunday, it's the Giants-Eagles Week 7 simulation stream. Very, very peculiar in a way, because in the Bengals schedule on Madden for 2020, and obviously it's made up, but for Week 5, both face the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Bengals, and Week 7, they both face the Eagles, one at home, one away. Also, there has been talks with negotiating Leonard Williams' contract. They have until next week to sort out a long-term deal. But as of right now, it doesn't look good for both sides as Leonard Williams' asking price is between 18 and $20 million. And I don't think the Giants are going to pay that. Personally, he's a good run stuffer. He's an average pass rusher. But to be honest here, I don't see why the Giants should pay him any more than probably like I don't know, $13 million, if that. Because, again, above average run stuffer, average pass rusher. He doesn't get the sacks. He does get the QB pressures, though. And he also does get the QB hits as well. And he's a building block for our defensive line. But there's no reason you need to have a building block for our defensive line have cost about $16 million. Actually, $18 million to $20 million a year. But also, Dalvin Tomlinson, his contract negotiation should be coming up in a couple of months as well as Evan Ingram and Jabril Peppers so it's going to be a lot for the Giants and they'll also have draft picks signed they haven't signed any of their first round picks right now so that's going to be interesting how they sort out their cap I believe they have around 10 million if that right now don't count me on it but you could probably look that up but I don't think the Giants should be spending any more money other than signing their draft picks from this year And then you could focus on who's good, who's bad, who you're bringing back, and who you're not bringing back. So there's a couple things to put on the table right there. But on a different topic, thank you guys for the support. I got a comment on my Twitter last night that was very, very heartwarming. And basically this woman said, thank you for putting up the simulation games, even though they're not necessarily real and projecting. And as I said to you guys, and... As I always say to you guys, and I said to her last night, I said, this is for you guys. This is the content we're putting out, and you guys support us, so you guys deserve this content, especially over this quarantine. I mean, other than baseball coming back and training camp's not even here yet, other than that stuff, there's not much news going on other than NFL restrictions. So us podcasters, sportscasters, we have to we have to put out content for you guys, and personally, I enjoy it. Because you guys support us all the way and views on YouTube, followers on Twitter and Instagram, and even downloads. And I'm trying, and so are my teammates of mine that work with me with this stuff, are trying to get, you know, NFL personnel, players, coaches, that stuff. They're trying to get those guys to come on this show. Obviously, we had Justin Pennick and Bobby Skinner off Talking Giants. We had Vincent Rapsardi of Big Blue Unbiased. We had Rich Solbert, the former Giants Super Bowl champion. We had Stacey Diller. There's one guest coming up in August that we possibly have on. I'm not going to relay that yet because I want to see how it plays out and I want to keep it a surprise so when you guys hear it, you guys will be like, wow, he actually got him on. 
So once again, thank you guys for supporting us. Follow us on our social media pages at Bleeding Big Blue Podcast, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for our streams, videos, and podcast episodes available on there. You could also download our episodes on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you guys find it. And also we have a Discord server. I've promoted that on social media and also, every time I release an episode, whether it's on Podbean or wherever, also on YouTube, I always put the link. And for the purposes of you guys can talk to us, you guys can make episode ideas, you guys can talk Giants, NFL, as long as it's not inappropriate, that's there for you guys and that's why I created it. And also, rate us on Podchaser.com and Apple Podcast. We have five stars right now due to one review. But it's five stars, and thank you for the person who rated it. Thank you guys for supporting us, and the highlight reel should be out later today after this podcast. Thank you guys, and have a great weekend.